0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Comics Experience Make Comics Podcast, the show where we talk about the nuts and bolts of making comics. My name is Joey Grow, and today I'm talking to, uh, amongst other titles, publisher Andy Schmidt of CEX Publishing and head honcho at Comics Experience. And Andy, today we are talking about uh, creators and publishers, and you are both a creator and a publisher. Uh, You've worked in a variety of capacities with different publishers over the years, as well as um, obviously on your own stuff and and folks that are outside of the publishing industry in terms of video game companies or studios and producers that are looking to adapt either comics or other properties uh, into comics or vice versa. So you've got uh, a a unique position in the industry of, of, of all the hats that you can put on your head at once. And for this episode, we thought about talking about a topic we've talked about before. Uh, what should creators and publishers expect from each other and how to work with each other?
1: Yeah. Well, I will. it's funny you're saying you're a publisher and a creator. And I'm like,
0: yes, my life
1: hasn't changed, except now I know why I hate myself. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's worth talking about because I run into so many creators who feel like my publisher didn't do anything um or they didn't do enough or they didn't do what was promised or in some cases i think what they thought was promised but probably never was um and then i also run into people that work with creators that are like yeah that creator didn't do anything they didn't help out at all they didn't you know whatever so um so it's, it's kind of on both sides. And obviously you're going to see it from the perspective you're in. Right. Right. Um, and it's interesting because I had definitely up until recently – well, no, it's still true. I've spent much more time being a creator than a publisher, though I've spent a lot of time being an editor at Marvel or IDW or wherever – um, so I've been on – I really have been on both sides of it a lot, like you said, and it wasn't until I became a full publisher where I'm dealing with contracts, I'm dealing with negotiations, I'm dealing with expectations, I'm dealing with marketing, I'm dealing with sales, I'm dealing with distribution, I'm dealing with all of that, which it turns out is a lot, um, that I really started to understand the publisher's point of view better. Like I kind of thought I did because I'd been in those corporate roles. It's very different than actually being the, being the publisher. And now I've got a much more complete understanding of everything that a publisher is trying to manage Mm. and and how difficult that is. Um, so, you know, I think before I would have been like a hundred percent or at least 90% on side of most creators that I, that I know. And now it's more like 50, 50 and now I'm realizing like this is a partnership. So the way to, um, you're never going to get people to not complain right sure or whatever but one of the things that i have found is that even at the beginning before <laughs> before this before i had blew up a mountain and got buried under this avalanche of stuff um like i i would have said that it is true that it is a partnership between the creators and the and the publisher i understand what that really means now and um I think a lot of creators – a lot of the complaints I hear from, from a contingent of the creators, not, not all of them by any stretch, is there's an expectation that often I think goes unsaid. And the reason I say often I think goes unsaid is because as an editor, I've often been doing the negotiations and stuff with creators, and it's not said. But there is this expectation that they make the product, they make the project – the comic, the graphic novel, the whatever. And once that deal is signed and they hand you the files, it's your job as the publisher to go sell it Mm -hmm. and do everything else with it. Which to a certain extent, uh, that's true. But if you look at it, um, if you look at it from the standpoint of this is a partnership, not a relay race. Mm -hmm. So it's not hey, I did my part. Now you go do your part. It's really, and, and it's really more like, hey, I've been making this comic. Do you want to partner with me on it? And I go, yeah, okay. And then I start running with you. Right. And then you've got somebody that, you know, maybe I can grab the water bottle on the way. I'm, I'm taking this analogy too far, Right. but, but you get the idea. It is not a pass the baton. And now it's like, Hey, now it's your problem. It's, it's, the uh, It's, you know, the negotiations and that sort of stuff. That's the dating. The signing of the contract is the actual wedding. And then from there on, it's a partnership. And yes, the publisher comes to the partnership usually, uh, you know, if we're talking about a creator-owned series that the creator came up with. That publisher's coming in later. But they are bringing a lot to the table in most cases. Every publishing deal, I guess, is different. But, you know, in our case, like we are – we're going to we've got the relationships with multiple distributors um, that we can sell wholesale we've got relationships with retailers we've got relationships with um, you know with uh, all kind of, with the printers like we we're going to set a print run and there's an expertise and there's a science to setting print runs correctly and negotiating prices on those and all that kind of stuff um, and then the logistics of getting everything shipped to the right place and hmm. all that stuff so, I mean, just, the whole thing is Uh, Everything that I thought I didn't want to do. Um, (laughs) uh, And yet somehow I I do actually enjoy it. Um, But it's mainly because I enjoy working with creators. Anyway, I'm I'm digressing here. But the idea being that like, you know, to do those things well as a publisher is one thing. Um, You know, like we're set up, we have the relationships. But in order for our projects and our voice to be heard over the over all the other people that have similar relationships it really we need the creator's help right the creator to write stuff to be on podcasts to do that and you know in our case like we're happy to make introductions for creators you know like hey i think you'd be really great on these podcasts and i'll and we'll, we'll introduce you or whatever so that we're – hopefully we're enhancing you. But the more the creator is out in front, A, it's better for your career as a creator anyway to be out there and noticed and heard from and all that sort of stuff. And also, people are more interested in buying a project that's yours. Rather than one of a number of projects that a publisher is publishing, it's a lot harder to, for a publisher as an entity, or even me, if I want a podcast talking about a thing that you created. It's much more difficult for me to get that personal connection with somebody listening listening to a podcast or reading the interview online or whatever. So, you know, I can talk about why the project means something to me, and that that helps, but it's not as it's not going to create as much of a connection and as much motivation to buy the project as you know, the creator saying this is why i drew it this is why i this was a story that i had to illustrate or this is a story i had to write or whatever um so the idea is that youtube the publisher and the and the creators can partner and sort of signal boost each other right like hey i'll take care of the distribution i'll get everything signed up i'll get all i get all of that logistics in place, that apparatus is in place for your project, but I need you to be messaging it, and here's some places where you could message it that would expand out beyond what what we're already doing. One of the mistakes I see publishers make is that they assume that the creator knows how difficult all that stuff is, <laughs> and so they're like, thanks, and then they do all that work, which is a lot, and they sell the book, but they're not talking with the, with the creator and saying, okay, we're, we're up to date now. We've got this listed for Diamond. It's in Lunar. It's, it's going out to the bookstores, you know, through IPG or wherever. Uh, and, you know, we're contacting retailers. We're sending out this newsletter. We're sending it like most publishers don't do that. They just do it because it also would take a lot of time to constantly be going back to creators and saying, hey, this just happened and this just happened and this just happened. I was just on this podcast and I mentioned your book like – you know, part of it is that publishers should do a better job marketing themselves to creators after the deal is signed, quite frankly. Um, uh, and then the other, you know, the other part, you know, on creators that do feel like it's passing a baton is you can't just be passing a baton, like that's that's a way for both of you to lose. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's really the main thing, but but you know, I realized pretty quickly that whenever possible, you should put the the creator should be the face of the project. And I do think that's better for the creator to build their career, build that fan base. That's that fan base can go to you if you don't publish with us again, they can go with you to wherever you go next. Right. So it is hopefully it's beneficial for you long term. Whereas, you know, CEX is gonna build, you know, or any other publisher, right, is going to build brand loyalty with retailers and with distributors by, by being good at doing all of those things so that retailers have a confidence that a a project with the CX logo is, is a good one and it's going to come out on time and it's going to be a really nice looking product because we do a really nice job. We get them printed really nicely, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, That's how a publisher builds brand loyalty. It's similar for a creator, except in, except that you know creators can are much better um, equipped to make those sort of personal connections and build that you know that faithful you know couple of thousand people that will buy their stuff over and over again which in turn makes you more attractive to publishers Right. So it is it is the cycle. So I really do feel I had a conversation with one creator where I was like, well, we're going to try and get you on these podcasts and we'll, we'll make these introductions and you can set up store signings. And here are some stores in your area. I gave them the contact info for the stores. And They're like, why aren't you doing all that? I'm like, well, OK, it's a fair question, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the sales of those things are going to be significant to you. You're going to be building relationships that are going to be beneficial to you, whereas I'm going to be pushing it through the entire, like channel, like distribution channel. <laughs> right. So if I'm going to spend my time, and it doesn't mean it's always a binary choice, right? But it, but you want me spending my time getting everything listed and properly done, and then listed through Diamond and Lunar and wherever else. That's going to be the bulk of our sales, right? But you going out to those stores, making those personal connections. Yes, they boost sales, which is great for both of us. But more importantly, that's more valuable to you, generally speaking, as a creator, because that's a relationship you're now going to carry forward for all of your new projects. And that's not to say, like, I don't want to call a store or whatever. Like, we, we do certainly do that. We talk to retailers all the time. But, you know, but I'm not. I'm not for every project going, oh, this person lives near Philadelphia. Here are, the, here are the eight stores closest to them. I'll try and set up a time when they can come in. Oh, you've got these days open. Then I got to go to the creator. Does this fit your schedule? No, not really. Maybe you could do it for this week. Oh, okay. I'll, let me go back to the store. Like, that's not efficient for any of us. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So there is a lot of... You know, and I, and I haven't really gotten pushback on it. And once I sort of explain it, people are like, "Oh, yeah, that does make sense." Um, but I think you know, one of the one of the biggest keys is just communicating. And I try to have these conversations with creators before the contract is signed, as much as possible, about what our expectations are of what you're going to do. And uh, we have a lot of creators that meet those expectations and are spectacular, and you know, really are gung ho. We've got some creators that just because of life circumstances they aren't able to go to that many shops or they aren't able to do that stuff if i know that in advance i can sort of adjust and accommodate um and then we've had some creators that really have not been able to promote at all and and the thing is is situation one and two one is great two is workable situation three where if you really can't promote it at all and you're a relatively new creator um you know obviously if you're if you're alan moore and you don't promote it you'll be fine um but a relatively new creator that that really can't uh or just doesn't promote a project um it's it's just not going to do very well like there is like a minimum baseline level um that you've got to do even after that contract is signed and you've turned in files um so and that's just a reality and something to be aware of um going forward. But yeah, I mean, the, the ideal is that both publisher and and creator are both working on the marketing efforts and the sales efforts and all that sort of stuff.
0: And it's something to, to think about when you're talking with a publisher and figuring all that out uh, as you go and ahead of time of, of promoting your book and getting your book out there. That's for sure. Well, if you have a question you want to hear talked about on the show, you can email info at comicsexperience.com. Uh, we'll be happy to chat about it here on the show. You can also always go to comicsexperience.com, where they are open 24/7. There's always something going on in the forums, as well as get a look at upcoming classes and see when CEX Publishing is accepting uh, upcoming submissions. So that's that's always something you can check out too. And you can ask in the forums all the things that we've talked about today. <laughs> how, do, how do we promote? How should I promote? What's the what are my responsibilities? And and have those conversations with Andy, the rest of his team, and uh, people that have published, however, either self or, or through other companies. People are generally more than too happy to answer general questions and specific questions. Until next time, keep making comics.